Um, so what are you uh, worried about uh, in the future for southeast Queensland um, when it comes to the impacts of climate change on our water system, on our water grid? Well, there is a number of impacts that climate change is going to have on water. We know that mostly it's going to rain less, so we will have less precipitation. It's going to evaporate more because large dam surfaces, you know, very large areas, we're going to have higher temperatures. And in these higher temperatures, we're going to lose more of the water we store to evaporation. Um, on top of it, we're going to have more hot days, big increasing temperatures and more hot days are drivers of increased consumption. The more hot days, the more water we consume because we change our clothes more often or we take showers more often to cool down. Yeah, right. So it's going to, you know, we will have less water available, but we will want to use more of it. Yeah. So there's this kind of stuff. But one of the trends that actually worries me is our lifestyle. We're not willing to change our lifestyle. And when it comes to lifestyle, one of the worst trends is Australia is home to world largest houses. This is something going on back and forth between United States and Australia every so often. But oh, right. I just, yeah, and I just at the latest statistics an average new house built in Australia in 2019-20 was 235.8 square meters. And that was a 3% increase in size from the previous time. So what does this have to do with anything? The larger the house, the more the water consumption in the house. Mm. So, you know, as long as we are in this more consumerist mi mindset of, you know, we want bigger of everything, bigger car, bigger house, bigger this, bigger that, well, we're going to have to use more water. So that's one issue. But going back to the issue of agriculture, why is agriculture such a big consumer? Look at our diet. Meat consumption requires a um, lot more water input than uh, vegetarian consumption. And I'm by no means saying everybody should be vegetarian, but I think people have to rethink how much meat they're consuming and how much water uh, is used to produce the, the food that they're consuming. So a lot of the times people are only concerned about the visible water that they use, which is, you know, what comes out of the tap and they pay at the end of the month or whatever. But there is a large amount of invisible water we use in our daily lives, which is orders of magnitude larger than the invisible, uh, the visible water we use. And this is essentially the water that goes into the production of everything we consume. Everything we consume from energy to, you know, any consumables uh, to, uh, you know, uh, they, they all have a very large water footprint to the food. For example, one kilo of wheat consumes more water than one kilo of, uh, sorry, one kilo of rice consumes more uh, water than one kilo of wheat. Mm. So, you know, we need to think, should we be actually uh, growing um, rice in places where it doesn't rain and we need to water, for example? But also, you know, how much meat should we be eating? And are there any substitutes? Can we eat a more balanced diet? that's better for the environment. Yeah, so and we need to take more um, care in the uh, water impact that we're having 
um, on our systems. That's right. We need to think more comprehensively. Everything is related to water. The clothes we're wearing, how much are we consuming, how many clothes, you know, different pants, shirts, whatever we are buying, because each one of them have a water footprint. So everything we are consuming is coming from a very limited fresh water supply in the world. I think less than 3%. You know, people look at the globe and think there's an awful lot of water. Mm. But actually, very small part of that water is drinkable. Yeah, right. So that goes into um, uh, the effects of sea level rise. How is that going to uh, affect our uh, fresh water um, systems? That, that's also a big problem, especially in places that rely on groundwater sources, because mm -hmm. with sea level rises, usually uh, groundwater tables get saltwater intrusion and become completely useless. You know, once you have saltwater intrusion, that's it, you have lost that source. So there's this kind of stuff happening with uh, sea level rise. Um, and the other thing of sea level rise, a big part of world's fresh water is locked caps as um, ice. You know, we're losing that fresh water. Once it, you know, goes and mixes with the ocean, it's gone. It's not fresh water anymore, yeah. it's salt water. So yeah, there's a number of concerns uh, like that, that, that there is multiple impacts on water. There's impacts on quality of the water from changing climate. And if water quality is degraded, fresh water quality, that also means you're losing some sources because they cannot be drinkable anymore. Yeah. Um, okay, well, that's all the questions I had. Is there anything that you uh, want people to uh, know about um, that you don't think gets enough attention? Well, there's a couple of things that people can think individually that we didn't talk about yet that we can use towards our response to mm -hmm. becoming more resilient. Yep. For example, we can start at the smallest level by ourselves. You know, uh, what kind of choices are we making around our uh, houses in terms of our water consumption? For example, our landscaping choices. We need to be planting more native plants that don't require watering to begin with. If we get a lot of exotics, we need to use a lot of water to keep them up. Yeah, well, you're preaching to the choir here. That is, uh, that is right up my alley. Yeah, and just very simple things of, you know, then adjusting when, what time of day to water or if possible using grey water rather than water, installing water tanks if people don't have already. But checking for leaks regularly is important. I think there are some cities in the world there losing about 20%, one-fifth of water supply to leaks. So, of course, some of these leaks are at the large level, which is, you know, under the utilities uh, responsibility, but some of them happen at houses. Mm. And those leaks are essentially the water we could use when we need. Having water saving appliances and things like that that are important. But I would say my biggest message is something that's the most controversial in Southeast Queensland. I think probably the listeners would remember the recycled water debacle with mm, Toowoomba yeah. some years ago. Well, I have to tell you, there's fixed or diminishing amount of fresh water supply in the world and increasing demands on consumption due to both population increase and increased standard of living which means that, and then changing climate. So there's no other way but go recycled water. 
So I suggest people do a little bit of research on recycled water, review the science and take a look at it and get informed and understand and accept that it's actually very clean, very safe. It's, it's the only, it's one of the few climate independent sources of water. At this point, we can't rely on climate dependent sources like rainfall. Mm -hmm. we, ca we can build world's largest dam. If it doesn't rain, how will it get filled? Yeah. Versus what we have here is already collected water that we are treating and then dumping into the ocean. I mean, when we don't have enough water for the region, it's really a, such a waste to be treating that water as waste. That water is not waste, it's a resource. And we need to start seeing that as the resource it is and use it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of our listeners will be uh, right behind you there. Is that something we should be pushing um, our elected leaders uh, on? I think elected leaders don't need some pushing, they need actually support. They, they do realize, I think a lot of them, that's the only way to go. But after the political uh, uh, and public opposition in Tuvumba, they are, I think, being very cautious. Mm. They see support from citizens. The system is already there because the Western Corridor water recycling scheme has been built during the millennium drought. It's capable of drinking, uh, treating our wastewater to drinking water quality. But right now, we're not going that far and we're just dumping that water into the ocean. It can be turned on and be on in a couple of years. Yeah, right. Um, okay, well, that's, thanks for very much for talking to us. Um, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much.